It's time for episode 117 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 16th, 2015. Clockwise, four people, four technology topics chosen by you, 30 minutes. Welcome to the final episode of Clockwise for 2015, where the topics are chosen by the listeners. I'm your co-host, Jason Snell, and across the internet for me, my co-host, Mr. Dan Warren. Hi, Dan. Time is running out, Jason. Yeah. There's only so many days left in 2015. The clock is going to stop ticking for a couple of weeks um, while we wind it and service it because the gears are very complicated, the clockwise machinery. You, you have no idea the mechanism that runs this show. No. It is complicated. It is super complicated. That's why we can't ever get through a whole episode without being confused about our own show. Um, but So to celebrate our last show of the year, we asked the last couple of weeks for listeners to send in topics, and we're going to use some of those topics today with our excellent guests. To my left, it is iMore's very own Serenity Caldwell. Welcome back. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me on the, the last show of 2015. We're putting this year in the books. Yes. It de- you know, it deserves it. Where it belongs. <laughs> We're setting the book on fire. Out of our lives. And to my left, a first-time Clockwise guest, but I'm sure you know him. He's the co-host of the Reconcilable Differences podcast here on Relay FM, as well as many other fine works. It's Mr. Merlin Mann. Hi, Merlin. Hi, team. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. All the fine works. Oh, All of them. Uh, Merlin, have you heard the show before? Do you know how this works? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as a yes. I've heard it. I've heard, I've heard it a couple times. I listen to it live, and then I listen to it when it comes out. So yes, I've heard it, Jason. The grunt of pain <laughs> is what we take as a yes. I've been begging to be on this show for two years. Have you heard this particular episode? Because you could just save us a lot of time and tell us how it goes. <laughs> well, given that you guys, your idea of how a clock goes is actually counterclockwise, according to my drawing. Oh, no, uh, I'm going to throw some stuff out right now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm very confused. Okay, well, mm. we're going to get started. These are four uh, four topics from listeners. I will go first. Uh, two listeners, they did not collaborate as far as I know, Ryan and Mihir, both asked us to talk about our favorite tech purchase of 2015. This is how this is going to go. We're going to start in 2015. We're going to move to the future as the topics proceed. So, everybody, what's your favorite tech purchase that I assume you made of 2015? Ren? I am so glad that I wrote a gift side by myself in 2015 guide yesterday, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to make a list. Um, for me, I think it's a tie uh, between I got uh, these these glasses called Gins glasses um, about midway through this year, where they're glasses specifically designed to do essentially what Flux does for software, where they they uh, basically diffract blue light. So it makes it easier for you to stare at your computer without making your eyes feel like they're going to burn inside your skull. Um, and that's been life-changing for me for for using my computer and not getting headaches. So I really, really love those. Um, and then the the other one has to be the, the Apple Pencil-iPad Pro combination. I'm sketching more than I have been in like seven years, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick an unconventional choice, which is the Amazon Echo. Uh, I got one of these about, I think, back in April or so. And if you told me then that it would have been something, it was going to be something I would use every single day, I would have laughed long and hard and just a deep laugh from the stomach. Um, but no, I end up using it every single day. And I think a lot of that is a testament to how much attention Amazon's actually given to this product. They Every week they send like emails with like, hey, we added a bunch of new features. Um, and it's really become sort of 
of a central home hub for me because not only is it you know does it have that core functionality of being able to answer you know questions and like Siri, um, but it, it links in with so many other different services. Uh, I can use it to now control like my television entertainment setup. It can control home automation gear like uh, my light timer. Um, it can play music. It can play local radio stations, and it's just it's become this really inextricable part of my life. To to my utter surprise, I would not have believed a uh, a sort of random one off device from Amazon would fill that niche. But I, I've grown to really enjoy it. So I'm I'm looking forward to see what else gets added as that uh, goes along into 2016. But yeah, it's uh, that'd be my pick of the year. It's kind of double funny uh, that you suggest that one, Dan, because that was my my first runner up. And secondly, I learned about it from you. You're the one who got me excited about uh, excited about getting one. And I I'm a pusher, it. Merlin. <laughs> yeah, I just got into sous vide because of uh, Andy Notco, and I got an Echo because of you. And I end up using it a lot more than I expected. And it's actually kind of my primary way into a lot of the uh, smart house kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. you know, my pick is not super interesting, but it's been transformative, which is the 5K iMac that I got in August. Uh, I've been rocking the same uh, 2006 Mac Pro <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> running, now I can be told, running some very, very, very old uh, OS X software. And uh, I finally got to a point where uh, it was just so slow. I'd done everything I could to trick it out. But uh, I didn't want to, I don't like spending money on hardware. I'm really conservative about that. But it's been fantastic. I got the top of the line, the, the, the most expensive. <laughs> I basically went and got the best of everything on this. And I honestly feel like I'm probably going to have this thing and use it for a pretty long time. I don't know if it'll be nine years, but uh, I'm super satisfied with it. And, and to, to this point, uh, Jason, I think you really inspired me because you've talked about how much you loved yours. So that's been the game changer in technology for me this year. I uh, I love mine. And it was my favorite tech purchase of last year. So I can't talk about it this year, but uh, I love it. And I, I, I share all those same thoughts. I, I think it's going to be uh, around for a long time and serve me well. And uh, it's still great. I, I can tell you from the future, a year later, still great. <laughs> um, I'm going to pick uh, also kind of an unconventional choice, but it's a gadget. So I'm going to call it tech. I, this year, after staring at it on Amazon for about three years, bought myself a Breville OneTouch <laughs> Tea Maker. Uh, this is Dan and I used to stare at the same page together. Uh, it, it's a it's a Breville uh, tea maker, so it's it, it's a tea kettle that has a little uh, metal basket that that you can put in it with your loose tea, and uh, you can even set it to go like the next morning and th- when you're when you're doing it the night before. And it uh, boils the water and drops the tea in and lets it brew, and then lifts the tea basket back out. And uh, so when I wake up in the morning now, there's uh, hot tea waiting to go. And anytime I want to make tea, I just press the button. And it does it. And, and often I'll get distracted and I'll be working and the tea using my old system the tea of, of like a teapot that it would get all bitter and bad because I let, I let it go for 15 minutes before going and taking the tea out, which you're not supposed to do. Well, this year I finally decided I would buy it and I have it and I love it. And it can be revealed for the very first time on this show um, as a thank you for all of his excellent work on six colors. Uh, Dan, you should have received a box today from Amazon. What? <laughs> I I have not yet, or maybe I didn't see it. I'll keep my eye out. Keep your eye out, because there might be... Is it full of snakes, Jason? I really don't like snakes. (laughs) There might be... It's a 50-50 chance that there's either a Breville one-touch tea maker inside, or snakes. Oh, man. That is a a dilemma. (laughs) So... Merry Merry Christmas from Dr. Schrodinger. Report back on that one. (laughs) All right. That is... uh, That's topic number one. Uh, Ren, what is is your listener-suggested topic? Oh, boy. Okay. So, my listener-suggested topic 
is um, about New Year's tech resolutions from listener Brian. Um, New Year's tech resolutions that uh, I'm I'm assuming things that we're currently doing with our tech that maybe we want to uh, improve in 2016. So I, yeah, New Year's tech resolutions. I think this year, um, since this has been my full my first full year of freelancing, I've been trying to use tech to help me keep better track of all my finances and all the projects I need to do. And, and that's something I've sort of been building up throughout the year. But it's something I want to get even better at next year because I want to sort of develop a sustainable you know system for myself for tracking all this stuff. Um, so I think a big part of that is going to be, you know, just coming up with a regimen for for processing a lot of the things that I do. I know this is super exciting, but it's, you know, like keeping track of receipts, you know, filing stuff, scanning stuff. Um, and, and I've found ways to already make that a lot easier than it's been in the past. But I think I can get it to a point where it's just, you know, so much less of a headache than it currently is. Um, and so I think there's a lot of great tools for that. Apps that let you scan receipts with your phone. Um, you know, I use numbers a lot for tracking a bunch of this information, but I'm investigating a couple other options uh and just you know tracking making sure i keep track of all the assignments i have to do for all my various clients to make sure that i'm I'm delivering things on time so i really feel like technology is a is a great way to handle you know so many of these disparate tasks and and from you know what i've written so far a lot of people seem to have similar questions and issues where this comes up so hopefully i can uh, help them out by helping myself out a little bit my resolution is, is a lot like dan's but even more boring uh, which is, which is that I, you know, they talk about, uh, the TikTok cycle of having a, a year where there's a lot of innovation or, you know, a cycle where there's a lot of innovation and then a cycle where there's a lot of improvement. And I, this has been a tick year for me. So I bought new or replacement items for so many of the things that I use in the tech world. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to buy more for a while. And so for me, 2016, I guess like every year, theoretically, um, it's going to be about simplifying and focusing and trying to get better at what I already have. So for me in particular, I, I bought this enormous iPad Pro. I am really going to, I really would like to get good with workflow. It's something that is right in my wheelhouse uh, for interests, but I've avoided it just because I know that it will be an albeit productive time sink for me. So yeah, for 2016, I want to continue to figure out how to be conservative about the new stuff that I bring in to be redundant about the services that are out there and to just be a little bit smarter uh, about trying to focus on the work with the stuff that I have. I'm going to say something a little similar. I, I have a specific uh, resolution, which is I'm going to try to be much more diligent about shifting into work mode and, and, not getting distracted and um on if i'm working on the ipad pro actually it's a it's a lot easier but uh there the temptation is that you've got uh slack or twitter running in a in a an app in the sidebar or in slide over uh so on but on my mac especially uh, my my new year's resolution is when i'm working quit twitter and quit and delete my account no quit twitter and quit (laughs) slack and focus. And when I do that, I am much more productive. And as much as I enjoy Twitter and Slack, um, I need to be able to uh, turn them off knowing they're going to be there when I want to go look at them. But that uh, that having them be alerting me that there are things happening and people are having fun on the internet without me is too tempting. And I need to I need to quit out of those two apps in particular in order to focus. So I do that sometimes now, but that's going to be my New Year's resolution in, in terms of tech is just to 
kind of build a, a a much clearer divide there. Like when I'm in, be aware that I'm in work mode and shut those things off, knowing that when I want to take a break, they're they're a click away. Awesome. That was actually my resolution for this year, which I think I've done very well at, although there's definitely the occasional sense of FOMO when you wake up out of a writing coma and you realize, oh, Apple's released a strange battery case. Uh, uh, how did I miss all of this conversation? Turns out uh, when you when you do that, uh, you occasionally miss things on the internet, but that's okay. Um, I'm actually going to compound off that. My tech resolution is actually to, when I'm not working, to use less tech um, mm. and and get myself out of the the habit of constantly checking my phone, because I'm I'm I've been better at it this year. But I also know that with the with the watch and which with the ever encroaching additions of tech into our lives, it becomes really, really easy for me, who is sometimes an extrovert, sometimes an introvert, to grab my phone the second I feel a little bit awkward and be like, I'm going to do work right now. I'm sorry, I have to answer this email. Um and I'm trying to be better about that and trying to specifically like leave my phone in a place where I cannot get to it and just rely on the watch so that if I do have dire things, I, those are covered. But I'm not being such a such an introverted jerk around my friends and my family. Well, that's all. That's all good. I, I love it. I think we're all going to do great at our New Year's resolutions. <laughs> um, we're halfway through. Uh, we've got two more listener uh, proposed topics coming up. But uh, before we do that, we want to uh, thank our halftime sponsor. Our halftime sponsor for this episode of Clockwise is Tom Bin. Tom Bin designs and makes travel and laptop bags in their Seattle factory. They are fans of Clockwise and support the show by buying this ad. And because they're fans of the show, they uh, know they want to get back to it and to the rest of the topic. So I will just say that you can visit Tom Bin at T-O-M-B-I-H-N.com. And thank you very much for sponsoring clockwise uh dan it's your topic or should i say it's listener clay's topic it is it is listener clay's topic listener clay would like to know from all of you what is on your 2016 tech wish list what do you want to see rolled out next year so we've moved from 2015 to 2016 merlin what's on the top of your list well finally i have one that's really exciting uh which is i want apple to make everything better <laughs> I want I want Apple to have I believe in sports ball it's called a rebuilding year. I would like <laughs> Apple to have a year where everything starts working more and uh things work faster and more efficiently and I would like 2017 to be the year where I go. You know I really trust Apple services again. Uh there's so much I love about Apple um but there is an ongoing uh kind of fog over everything I do with Apple stuff of uncertainty. You see every every day I see a friend say yesterday, you know, Stephen Hackett saying he lost something in notes. John Syracuse had just lost some syncing stuff in pages. And I I get that too. I I know it can be fixed. I know it will be fixed. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, some polish put on the apple this year. Wow. Oh, that was pretty oh. good. Wow. <laughs> oh, Very slow clap for that. That was excellent. Oh, I thought that was Merlin's self-high-five. I have two uh, for this. One um, is a specific uh, nerdy technology thing, which is Apple stuck its toe in the, the, the waters with USB-C on the MacBook this year, um, but no other product has it. Um, on uh, for Apple's uh, stuff, and uh, later in the year, it was announced that Thunderbolt three 
is coming out next year, and it will be uh, plug-compatible with USB-C. And the idea there is if you build a Thunderbolt 3 port, it will work with all USB-C devices, as well as have some incredible capabilities for uh, for Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt 3 itself. So I would like to see that start rolling out on Apple's product lines. I think the idea of having a single port that will support all the Thunderbolt stuff and all the USB-C stuff is a really nice way to go. Um, so I'll, I'll throw that out there. I'm intrigued by the idea of an Amazon Echo that's made by Apple, like a a, uh, a Siri speaker that lives in your house. I'm not sure that Apple would ever build a product like that, but um, knowing the good experience that people like Dan and Merlin have had with the Amazon Echo, I, I am intrigued by that product category and a little frustrated by uh, the fact that if I want to have, uh, I can shout at my phone and I can turn on my TV and the Apple TV will play stuff uh, the, and I can talk to it, but I don't have like that passive device that sits there that's got good speakers. I, I think it would be uh, I think it would be interesting to see that so uh i guess those are the 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 biggest ones i put on on my uh on my tech wish list from uh apple uh, especially yeah so my uh i i was second merlin in that i want a polish year from apple um but specifically for me uh because i've started using the ipad pro as kind of my primary mobile machine i have some very specific ipad pro uh requests <laughs> one of which uh, one of which is that the audio support something needs to happen with core audio because it's so 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 painful right now to try and do any kind of recordings um i have you know i have uh microphones that will only work with very specific programs despite the fact that they plug into a lightning connector the way that a usb might um and the same the same goes for the smart connector keyboards where it's you know this is a nice start but there are a lot of little problems, and I would really love to see Apple sort of take a harder look at the iPad Pro and say, hey, you know what? We've created the best iPad yet. Uh, let's make iOS a little bit more friendly to it. Um, and uh, and just, just for kicks, I would love to see a, re, a rethinking of the Apple Watch's interface. I think that the carousel is very pretty, but ultimately very useless. Uh, so I would I would love to see early next year maybe them take a take a reconsidering of how the watch should actually work. Uh, I I would like to see Apple. Yeah, it's all going to be about Apple. Uh, I'd like to see Apple actually get its TV service out the door next year. I know it's been rumored to have been delayed, but I you know I feel like that that's still something that could come down the pipe late next year. Um, I've been sort of you know banging on that drum for a while, but. I enjoy the other offerings out there, but I feel like it's, again, something Apple could do a really good job at if they, you know, can sort of get all the content providers on board. And especially with the new Apple TV, which I think is is good, but not fantastic. I think it could really elevate that platform into, you know, a, a revolutionary device rather than just a, a, a nice set-top box. Um, and so I'm not sure how likely that is to happen next year. A lot of it seems to be in the business negotiation stage, but you know, I feel like it's, it's something that I would greatly like to, like to see in 2016. Also on a, on a smaller note today, Apple added a Star Wars soundtrack streaming station to <laughs> iTunes radio. If they could just keep that forever, basically, I would be cool with that. I like how it's got the, uh, boop, 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 boop. it's got yeah, weird it's sound, got sound in between yeah. the music. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm on board with fun. this. Merlin. Yeah, I'm really excited because uh, the question that, that that I get, I'm very honored to say, comes from uh, the author uh, John Birmingham, who apparently listens to your show. This is really cool. Yeah. A listener John writes to say, uh, Apple, Google, Microsoft, all release neural nanonic wetware. <laughs> sure, as you do. <laughs> Why not? The internet in your head. 
Listener John asks, which one do you buy? Wow. I, 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 love, I love this because it is uh, very forward thinking, but also it's really just a test of our feelings about Apple, Google, and Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's what? Okay. So you like them? Do you like the, do you like them enough to uh, to put them in your in your in your brain? And uh, so I, I struggle with this one. Google, I am convinced, would have the best uh, best uh, cloud services and the best access to information, and um, and having the best kind of uh, cloud services. That's the reason you want the internet in your head. You know, Google is going to do a good job there. The problem is going to be, of course, that presumably the Google neural implant would be free. Um, but that I would then have ads in my brain, um, and uh, and it would be kind of creepy, and they'd be tracking my thoughts, I guess, to use those to make better ads. Man, and so for that reason, yeah, I know I, I would probably if I if I had to pick one of these three, I'd probably pick Apple, even though I would be I would realize that it would mean that all of my other brain related things would need to be approved by Apple, and that you know it would be a little more expensive, and and uh, <laughs> would not be quite as good and reliable in terms of the cloud. But at the same time, I, I feel like um, if I'm going to put uh, the internet in my head, uh, the the most important thing is going to be my privacy. And of these three companies, I think Apple is likely to do the best job of that, and that would probably win out if I if I was uh, purchasing some neural nanonic wetware. Anyway, yeah, I I tend to agree with you, Jason. Um, in this hypothetical universe, if I look at the the three of these. Google, um, Google, you may be the most solid and secure of uh, of the three, but you also may be mining my thoughts, and I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and you might know how I feel about that better than I do, and that would be a little creepy. Um, I actually, I think it might be a tie for me between Apple and Microsoft, which is weird mm-hmm. to say. Um, I, I would, I've always lent at lent lent at, towards Apple. Uh, because I I love the way that they design software, um, and I do think that the neural network software would probably be excellent. Um, but Microsoft does have a little bit of a head start, wampa wampa, um, <laughs> with uh, with Hololens and with that kind of a that kind of a environment. And I do think they're thinking um, a little bit outside the box from the other VR manufacturers in terms of like what makes actual sense to have the internet in your head and how do we actually put this together. Um, and when it comes down to it, I think Bing is probably a better search engine than Siri right now, which is it's like if I, if I and I don't know. I don't know. It's tough. I don't like listener John that you've you've made me confront the fact that like Microsoft may be the better product here. This is just disconcerting the better hypothetical product disconcerting in my head. Uh, well, like Ren, I'm a little con- like worried that Google might start, you know, picking up all my thoughts and everything I'm looking at and hearing and starting to use that to build, I'm sure, what would be better data models, but a little more invasive. Uh, Microsoft was probably going to be fine. We'd be great, really great in a work environment up until that first blue screen of literal death, uh, which I think would be a problematic. Um, and I'm a little worried that they decide to make some unconventional interface choices. Like, I, I really don't want to have, like, Clippy suddenly appear in my head. <laughs> it looks like you're trying to open this door. Maybe I can help. Um, Apple, here's why I would go for the Apple interface. Not only do I think it would be well-designed, but I think it would actually be much more limited than the other two in what it can do. And when you start injecting stuff in my brain, I feel like I'm okay with a little more limitation on it. I, I feel like I want them to get the core functionality right before they start thinking, oh, my God, look at all these amazing things we can do in life. 
Um, and so, yeah, it might only work with a few other devices and it might be more expensive, but I also feel like maybe, you know, you get what you pay for and it would be at least hopefully safer and, and better tested. But then again, having seen a lot of the beta software, maybe not. Um, I guess my end answer really is Amazon. No, I don't want Amazon in my head. <laughs> I, I, I don't want any of this in my head. The neural network thing creeps me the hell out. <laughs> That's great answers. Uh, I have to rule out Microsoft just because I worry about compatibility issues. Uh, Google, yes, the privacy worries me a little bit. I'm more concerned that they will sunset my brain uh, suddenly uh, without any warning. Uh, and, but you know what? I'm going to go with Apple because we're talking about the future. And in my future, Apple gets everything uh, sorted and it's going to work great. And you know what? They are going to work very closely with our friend Brett Terpstra to get NVALT for my brain. So we have a Siri-like <laughs> interface so that I now have full capture of everything that's happening in my life so I can remember it and then search it using uh, the NVALT in my brain. Well, John Birmingham, uh, thank you for writing that one, and uh, I guess that's raw material for the next uh, for the next novel. Um, okay, four great topics. We have just time for our bonus topic. Our bonus topic, not provided by a listener, but it's one that I, I thought would be fun, which is, it's time for Clockwise Secret Santa. That's right. Here, <laughs> we're going to pretend, anyway, that we've all gotten a cheap gift, $30 or less was the instructions, to give to the person to your left. Now, Serenity, I'm going to start and I'm going to, I'm going to hand you this package. It is a, an Amazon Fire Stick which costs $29 and is pretty good. It doesn't have the little voice remote. That's extra. That's an extra 10 bucks, I think. And so I couldn't do it because of Secret Santa rules. They're very strict. But uh, it's a pretty good little uh, video streamer, and it it, it streams pretty much everything except iTunes stuff. And the interface is fast. It's responsive. um, Lots of different apps and stuff. But as as an Amazon and Netflix and Hulu kind of uh, box, you can plug it into a TV with a free HDMI port and a free, if it's got a USB port on it the tv will power it and uh it's pretty neat and it was uh only 30 bucks so there you go that's my secret santa gift to you oh thank you jason well um my secret santa draw was dan and in honor of uh this week's excitement dan moran i have gotten you a 25 dollars bb8 four gigabyte <laughs> memory stick that wow. looks like a little bb8 um, on your desk, but then you take off its head and you can plug it into your computer and then... I could never uh, take its head off. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Have a, have a little bit of Star Wars in your home. Oh, thank you. That's, that's very kind. Um, Merlin, for you, I've decided to go in a non-tech direction. One of the things that Jason and I put up on Six Colors was our, our list of favorite games and board games. And so uh, I know you have a, a young kid, and I, I, there's a game that I think the, is a good family-friendly game you could like called Dixit. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh, oh, no. That's so nice of you. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. It's only about 20 bucks on Amazon. I think the um, the thing I really like about it is that it doesn't have any words on it or anything, so you can play with kids of all ages, but it's this. It's sort of like a Balderdash-style game, but it's about stories, and you have these beautifully illustrated cards, and you sort of come up with stories and try to decide what, you know, matching stories and stuff like that, but on these gorgeous illustrations. So I, I think that game's quite a bit of fun, and it works great for kids of all ages. That is so thoughtful of you. I can't wait for her to open it on an impulse and then immediately start losing the pieces. <laughs> That'll be great. Yeah, that's tradition. 
Jason, I, I know we're short on time and, and we're constrained on our resources. We only have $30. Uh, luckily, the thing that I've got for you uh, costs $2. So with tax, I got you 12 of these. Oh, uh, awesome. What I'm getting you is the 11 tools in one stainless steel credit card size survival tool by Pro Tool. <laughs> and so if you can imagine this little thing, it's actually a, a little smaller, about the size of a, of, a, of a credit card. I don't even know what most of this stuff does, but it's uh, it's maybe a, a couple, three millimeters thick. Uh, the marquee features are it has a, a kind of a, a knife slash can opener. It has a box opener. Uh, it has a saw type thing. Uh, it's got some other things. It's got some hex wrenches on it and a ruler. And uh, it's fantastic to take around when you're traveling. It's not too intimidating to TSA. And with these 12, you can put them all over your house. And uh, that way, if your child loses them, you always have backup. So, you know, mazel tov. So it turns out it's 130 tools in 12. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> oh, you win this one, Snell. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. That's great. That was fun. It's Clockwise Secret Santa, and it's done for a year. So, ah, uh, big relief that we don't have to do that again. But that means it's the end of the show, and it's the end of the year for Clockwise. We'll be back, or at least I'll be back in early January. Dan's going to be on vacation then, but uh, I'll have three special guests. Uh, I hope everybody out there has a great Christmas if you celebrate that, and a happy new year if you are on uh, the standard calendar. Otherwise, this whole episode made no sense to you. Uh, Serenity Caldwell, thank you so much for being on Clockwise. You are our second most prolific guest with uh, 16 appearances, so we appreciate it. Uh, and Merlin Mann, thank you so much for, for your inaugural appearance on Clockwise. I hope it is only the first of many to come. Thank you so much. Best Christmas ever, man. <laughs> and uh, that's that's it. Uh, Dan, uh, happy holidays, happy new year, have a good vacation, and uh, I will, I will t- I'll probably talk to you later today, but <laughs> Clockwise-wise, I'll talk to you in January. <laughs> 2015's in the books. Yep, that's it. And uh, and that means we have to say one last time for 2015. Hey, everybody out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. And turn the page on the calendar. <laughs> <laughs>